you've tuned in to Convicted Conversations. Good afternoon, this is Gary, your host of Convicted Conversations. 
and I have with me today Melissa Imani. Um, she's a licensed insurance agent, and her slogan is protecting your family as if they were my own. What do you mean by that? So, hello everyone. So, every time I sit down with someone, mm -hmm. I think of them as, number one, if they trust me enough to talk to me, to give me that time, to open up to me and of course as a financial planner life insurance agent you get a lot of information a lot of confidential information mm -hmm. so if somebody's sharing that information with me I feel like I value that number one and number two I want to do the best that I can for that person All it's right. not it can't if you ever do something and it's always about money you're in the wrong profession All right so I want to treat that person just like it was my family, just like it was myself. Just like the phone call you just got. That was one yeah. of your... Yeah, that was a client I just met a few days ago, and he just called me because I haven't had an appointment with him in another hour or so. Mm -hmm. And he called to tell me he fell this morning. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know. So, and even though that's like sometimes out of my scope, mm -hmm. like if he needs something, I'm going to go over right. and make sure if it's some juice, if it's some water, ice, whatever, mm -hmm. you know, because before that person's a client, they're a person. Right. You know? So you re really do treat them like they're a part I of your family? I do. I do. Maybe too much, but I do. <laughs> but that's how you get referrals and that's how you get more people to pay attention to you because you're coming from a mother type of vibe instead of like you said about money a lot of people can't put money first and that'll be their their main objective they have tunnel vision about it but they're not looking out for the the best interests of their clients or the people and that's one of the reasons that made me want to get into it and yeah. like I said I see that a lot of people just come to your door get the check and they're gone but they're not actually telling you the things that you can actually do with um, mm -hmm. life insurance and how long you been doing it so far? Almost four years. Yeah. Not too long, but a long enough to know to get my feet into it good, mm -hmm. to really know how products work. So, and you know what? Four years, I have to say, um, it depends on how much you put into it. Mm -hmm. Because I've seen people come into this and do it for five years, ten years, and they're kind of part-time with it. Right. But for me, this is full-time. Like, I eat, sleep, and drink this because... I truly understand how we can take these financial tools mm -hmm. and change not just our lives, but change generations to come. Right. So this is something that I'm super passionate about. Mm, that's awesome. I know that you were doing something. You had a different career before this. Do you like this better or? Well, <laughs> Listen, okay. So before this, I actually worked as a deputy mm -hmm. and I have to say, with that, I loved what I did because I connected with people. Mm -hmm. And I'm super, super people person. Right. Um, I guess I have to say, though, it was a love-hate relationship because mm -hmm. when you deal with a big agency, and props to the agency right. because it put food on my table, mm -hmm. but whenever you deal with a big agency and the red tape and the politics, politics and stuff right. it's almost like you kind of have to stay on a certain side right you know mm -hmm. and that's one of the reasons i think i mentioned to you before i only did 22 years only because they say do 25 or more but i'm not selling my soul for anybody right so when it got to that point i was like you know what um take your job your paychecks your benefits yeah. I'm out. Right. You good. And I didn't, well, I knew I was taken care of by, by our creator. That's right. what I knew for sure. How I was going to put food on my table, different story. Mm. But if it meant me taking two jobs at McDonald's, I was going to do what I needed to do. Yeah. That's what I knew. That's that's the mode you were in at that time. That was it. Took McDonald's. For working at BSO to scrubbing McDonald's. Scrubbing toilets. You would have done that. I would have done it. I still do it. Yeah. You know, like at the end of the day, if you have that much pride, you have that you're concerned that much about reputation, like you really need to check yourself. Mm. But if you're about let's listen, I got a kid to take care of and I've been a single parent for years. Mm -hmm. 
if you're about I need to take care of my kid and make sure my kid is okay as a parent you do whatever you need to do mm. let me say as a good parent right, because right, right, everybody right, can right. produce <laughs> right 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 we see but that a lot but if you're really about taking care of your kids your mm. family you're gonna do what you need to do and I don't care if you have a house that costs $5,000 a month to maintain. You got people out there with these big old homes. At the end of the day, what I knew was if me and my baby got to stay in a one bedroom and we got to live somewhere far away, the biggest thing is I wanted stability. I wanted her to be able mm -hmm. to finish school and not have to be all over the place. Right. So that doesn't cost much. I could work one shift at McDonald's and we'd be good. Did she see the money that you were making in this industry or she wanted to do it or you advise her like, hey, boy, I advise you to jump on this. This, this is popping right now. Well, it's funny that you ask because um, I have two girls mm -hmm. and you met one. Mm -hmm. That's the baby. And she actually just likes to hang out with me, which right. is kind of crazy because usually teenagers, they're like, hey, I'm gone. But she likes to hang out with me. So... This was a few years ago. I was getting ready to go to a meeting just to mm -hmm. kind of check it out. And she's like, Mom, where are you going? I said, well, I'm going to this meeting. So she was like, hey, can I come with you? Mm -hmm. She didn't know what it was about. She just wanted to come. So she came and she got to see the opportunity, what, what it was about and everything. And she jumped into it. And she was yeah. like my assistant mm. before she even hit 18. Wow. And so she saw how you can take financial tools mm -hmm. and really set yourself up in life. Right. And she jumped into it and she's actually doing it too. So you're not just doing life insurance, you're doing financial planning. You're Finan yep. Mm -hmm. What 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 part about that that we as black people are not getting? Like why is mm. what 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 are we not getting about this? That's a huge question and you know what I can't speak for everybody but I think that I'm a very positive thinking person. Mm -hmm. I think with this generation now, our society, we're getting exposed to first-time co um, college graduates, first-time mm -hmm. homeowners. But we're also getting exposed to some of these financial tools that maybe our counterparts have had it for years and generations. Mm -hmm. I mean, insurance has been around for hundreds of years. Mm -hmm. So now, and then for us, we think of it as it's just to bury somebody. Just, right. oh, grandma's gonna pass away, we're gonna put some insurance on her. Right. And that's what we think, like people who really plan, that's what they're mm -hmm. thinking. We're gonna do that so we don't have to pass the collection plate. Right. You know, I've seen th things posted on Facebook where people post something, hey, we're selling dinners this weekend to, right. to bury somebody. And I'm like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? You know, but if you don't have the knowledge, mm -hmm. what else are you going to do? Right. You know, some of us, my people are from the islands. You don't have to pay a funeral home. You just mm. dig a hole in the backyard and boom, there you go. There's grandma and grandpa. Just that easy. So, you know, this is something new for us. And when I say new, maybe in the last few generations. So we're learning, but a lot of the tools that we have now, we're just getting exposed to them. Right. There was a time when we were only the client. Mm -hmm. And now we get to be the person who actually can share with our family, with our friends, with our community. Right. So it's 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 big now, and it's not just about just to bury the person. It's about listen. How can I take? And I'll give you an example. So I retired from. I was gonna say the name. I retired for this law enforcement agency, mm -hmm. right? And the retirement that I got when I got into this industry, and I looked and saw how I could have done the same thing for myself right. without somebody else doing mm -hmm. it for me right and I said look at how many people don't actually get into law enforcement firefighters some kind of county or government job mm -hmm. but they could get the same kind of retirement plan yeah so what did I do that's one of the things my daughter saw and she was like you know what I'm 18 I'm doing that for myself so she jumped in and she's got a basically a retirement plan and by the time she hits about 40 45 she's gonna be 
set. Right. Way better than I was. Right. So it's not just about how do we put grandma in the hole. Mm-hmm. You but know? If, again, if that's all we've been shown over the years, somebody coming to your door, they collect the money, they go on about their business, they do it again the next month. But not one of them times I ever remember the guy coming to the door that he actually told my grandmother about any of these things like paid up premiums, return of premium riders, and mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, viatical settlements. It's all of these different components and these different parts to health insurance, I mean life insurance that people don't know about. Why yeah. is that being kept from us? Um, you know what, I can't speak for everybody. I can say that when I sit with okay, somebody. Okay, before you answer, mm -hmm. before you learned about it, while you was over here, did you hear any of these things, like any of this stuff about health insurance that you could borrow money to go on the vacation and you could borrow the money to fix up your house? Did you know any of these things about health insurance, I mean life insurance before you got into the industry? Like did anybody at that place that you work for say, hey, you know you could borrow money and go on vacation or fix up your house? You know what? Or you I'm, could put it into a CD. I'm and gonna have to take that one because in all my years with the agency, mm -hmm. they always offered it. But it was my ignorance, mm. my fear of, I don't understand all that financial stuff. I don't mm. understand stocks. I don't understand mm. this. I don't understand that. So you that. stayed away from it? I stayed away from it far so away. So you didn't let them take none of that out your check? The, the I mean, they did it. They did it, right. but I didn't understand it. So it's just like if I went into the hospital, I don't know all that stuff about that chemistry and this and that. So I'm, hey, let the doctor tell me. I'm not trying to figure it out. Mm. So when it came to financial planning, I stayed away from it out of fear, intimidation. I didn't understand it. That was way above my pay grade. Now ask me about some law, ask me about law enforcement, right. ask me about the jail, ask me about the road. I can tell you that's what I did. So I stayed in my lane. You ever heard that term, you never know what you need till you need it? Yeah. Like you see in the statements, they sending you, you see the little money, it's probably adding up, all mm -hmm. of this being accumulated over the years, 22 years is gonna accumulate a, a, mm -hmm. a little hefty something, right? But if you knew, you could have went to them and said, hey, I want you to take some of this money and put it in this, or I want you to take some of this money, I wanna invest it in that. But you just kept getting the paper, kept getting the check, and you you weren't thinking about the particulars. Yeah, because I didn't understand it. Mm, imagine and how I, many people do that. And it was fear. Fear of what if I do something and I mess it up. Profit sharing and all this I stuff. I didn't understand it. But and you never I, even wanted to go ask, like, hey, what's what this mean? I just felt like they were better better at it than me. Mm. So I and and that is exactly I can blame somebody else and say, oh, nobody's telling our people. Mm -hmm. The thing is, a lot of our people don't want it. That's what it is. That's what and it really is. And when you try to share with them that myth that, oh my gosh, it costs so much. It's expensive. Da, 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 da. But you know what? I'll pay more for my cell phone bill than I will for a policy. Right. I'll, well, not me, but I, people will go out and pay more for a pair of shoes mm -hmm. than they will for something that's going to be permanent and make a difference. But it's that it's that misconception that it's super expensive, and it's us not being disciplined, and it's fear of we don't understand it. Mm. And I gotta say, I was guilty of it. Right. It's not until I actually resigned Left. from the agency. And then I was on my own and said, shoot, I don't have a job that's going to do all this for me. And I still had a daughter. I wanted her to go to college. And I was like, coming from law enforcement, I know if I got killed in the line of duty, they were going to pay something. Right. So I had to start looking at my own benefits and creating it for myself. Mm -hmm. And understand. But I was used to somebody. Right. I was used to having it. So I started looking into that's mm. what out of necessity forced me to start taking classes, learning about it. And when I learned about it, I was like, I need to have something in place. If I die, and people could die any day. Yeah, right, right. I didn't have to be in law enforcement. So if I die, is my daughter still gonna be able to do everything that I've raised her for? College, this, that, mm -hmm. or does her whole life change? Right. So that's when I started learning and Short term out. disability, all of that you could attach to different policies yeah. and writers, but people don't know because 
he knock on the door, they pay the money. See you next month. And so, if they do that, because mm -hmm. a lot of people will turn it away and say, no, it's not in my budget. Well, you don't even know what mm -hmm. it is. But yet, we're out there paying for every other thing. I just brought a drink I didn't need. You know, mm -hmm. it's a matter of where do we prioritize what we need? And just like we might say, the reality of cell phone isn't a necessity. But how many of us walk around with a cell phone? Right. You know, so it's a matter of like somebody really sitting down and saying, hey, what's your goals? Right. What is your vision for your future? You know, and what I don't want to... coming from a neighborhood or from a family that don't know how to put priorities in place so they don't have structure like that if no one's teaching them these things like you you had to learn it later after you left a company so imagine if they were shown this stuff early on like eight nine ten years old do you think it'll mm -hmm. be able to change the dynamics of how people think and how they move when it comes to life insurance oh absolutely you know and this is something that honestly i wish they did in schools but I will tell you, I've heard somewhere that in certain schools for the, the more well-off, right. this is part of their curriculum. Mm -hmm. But for our schools, we're learning things that, you know, I'm sure some of it is good. Right. A lot of it is good. But some of those life skills, how to function when you get out of school, we're not getting that in school. Right. And that's the part oh. I touch on when I go to schools and speak to kids. That's the part I touch on a lot is the things they don't talk about at school. They don't talk right. about red line. They don't talk about black code. They don't talk about gentrification. Just yeah. math, stupid stuff, mm -hmm. what was on TV. But now they out of school and I tell them time go by fast. One minute you're a little kid, the next minute you're 18 mm -hmm. and you're 21 and you're 30. Yeah. And time just going so fast, you going to sleep, you got a routine, and it's popping. Mm -hmm. Now you get to the future, you're like, yeah. what am I doing? What do I do next? Where am I going? Why am I still living at my mama house? Why? Mm -hmm. But because nobody's talking about it out here or showing them, everybody's keep making the same mistake over and over throughout generations. Yeah. Then what? you go to the corner store, you see a little bucket people got to put money in or mm -hmm. go fund me. That yeah. people have to contribute money to because either the person couldn't afford it or they just didn't care. Yeah. Like when can, like I'm trying to stop it. That's why I went to school for health insurance. I get to it, but what was your answer? Go ahead. I get back to it. Um, one of the things I'll say is like I definitely appreciate you doing this mm -hmm. because that education to our community is super important. Mm -hmm. And when I sit down with people, I try to make sure that that younger generation gets it right and not just your basics like start wherever you need to start mm -hmm. if it's just a basic policy it's just a basic investment start where you need to start what's something basic basic may be like a life insurance policy that if you die it buries you 22 year old how much that on average for florida um i would say realistically what i would do for a 22 year old I would put them in something that's going to last their entire life. Mm -hmm. I would lock in their health at 22. Mm -hmm. I would lock in their age at 22. And I would have them with a basic policy that's going to last their entire life. If mm. they never do anything else, they may be good. Now, the next level on top of that is, hey, how can you discipline and set aside, you know, $50, $100 a month so that you're not working till you're 67 years old. Mm -hmm. You want to retire at 45, retire at 45. Right. Create your own destiny. But that's a step above your basic. Right. So. Right. And again, there's not too many people that even know that exists. All they know is just yeah. life insurance. And then a lot of people, what I hear is a lot of people say, oh, I have it through my employer. But your employer is only as good as your employee. Probably 25000 something small, a little. But that's only if you're employed. And I'll right. give you a perfect example. One of Somebody I know, he had, he, he worked for a place mm -hmm. and ended up going to, I believe, to Tobago, Trinidad right. and Tobago, got into an accident, wasn't able to come back and mm. work. So what happens? His job fades out. Where does all his benefits go? Gone. So this, so now he has nothing, mm -hmm. and because of his health, 
he wasn't eligible to really get anything. Mm -hmm. I mean, he could get something, mm -hmm. but it definitely wasn't going to be what he could have gotten. So people rely on their job right. to control their destiny when you could do it yourself. Right. And if you leave that job, like my first job was Publix. If I leave Publix and go to another job, another job, how many jobs do they let you take all your benefits with right. you? Like with 401k, you can roll it over to another well, job. Well, some of those, yeah. Mm -hmm. But if you're talking about basic life insurance, right, right, no, right. these jobs don't let you take it. When you leave the job, those benefits are gone. Right. You leave them there. Right. You know, so I always tell people what you have with your job is great. Keep mm -hmm. it. Because it's, it's probably because it's through an employer it's cheaper right. but get something that you own and control outside of that, at least cover yeah. funeral expenses something and cover whatever's in your budget right you know you don't have to be like oh i need a million dollar policy like get whatever's comfortable for you but get something because it's going to help your family or it's going to set them up and I'm big on generational wealth. Mm -hmm. I'm big on that. Because right. I will spend money. I'll go on a vacation. You know, people say, um, our society today, we spend more time planning for a vacation than we do, do for our you. future. Right. That's crazy. Backwards. That's what we do sometimes. Yeah. That is backwards. So, mm, 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 mm. so I mean... With everything that you learned since you left the agency and you're in the health and I mean the life insurance industry, mm -hmm. when you talk to young people, do you ask them or do you kind of encourage them to know the the particulars or the whereabouts of these policies? Because if auntie or somebody die, or grandma die, and you don't know where the stuff at, and you're the only one that oh, could get, yeah. you know what I mean? You yeah. tearing up the house looking for a policy. Do she have one? Then mm -hmm. She don't have one, but do you talk to them about, like, whoever live in the household? So, I'm going to tell you something. When right. I sit down with people, I will tell them something, and this amazes people. And I'm going to ask you, mm -hmm. and I'll ask, you know, maybe your viewers um, or your listeners. Mm -hmm. Last year alone, how much money do you think these companies did not pay out? For? For life insurance policies. Just a wild guess. Yeah. 300 million. Over a billion dollars. Didn't pay out. Did not. After the people died. Why people not? People passed away. Perfect question. The reason being is just what you were saying because people will have a policy. They get a policy, they throw it somewhere. They don't remember where they put it. So that much money? So how does their family know where it is? If they pack up and move, they don't keep up with it. So if grandma passes away, and I didn't even know she had a policy, I don't even know to call anybody. Right. So you know what a company does? They have nobody to pay out to. They don't send me around to every person's But door. on those policies, they have contingent beneficiaries. They have, you know, the, the wife or the husband, the second beneficiary. Like They have a few spots for a beneficiary. They can't get in contact with any of those people? they don't reach out to them. They're not gonna call them. Mm. So let's say if I have a policy and I list my daughters as my beneficiaries, that company is not calling me every month. Hey, you still alive? So if I die and my daughters didn't know I had a policy, the company doesn't know it's time to pay. But if they see you stopping, well, they don't know if you just on bad, hard time. Just, yeah. Mm. They'll send you a little notice in the mail. They'll call you, they email respond. you. They just... You didn't respond. Hmm. That's how that works, so, and that money just sitting there. It's gone. You know I mean? At the company. Yeah. So, I tell people when I sit with them, these are the little tips and things that I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. Listen, you make sure. I even ask people, hey, give me a list of like five or ten people. Because if you pass away ten years from now, and maybe your husband passed away before you, I'm going to check on you because I check on my clients at least twice a year. Mm. Birthday, Father's Day, Mother's Day, holidays. I'm checking on my clients. Somebody that really cares. But in addition, when I sit down with people, I'm saying, hey, give me a list of at least five or ten people. Mm. When I finish with them, I'm calling and I let my client know, hey, I'm going to call them and say, hey, here's my phone number. This is my name. I just helped your grandma with such and such. Right. I don't tell any of her business, right. but that way they have 
five or ten people have my phone number. If anything happened to her, they know who anything to call. Anything that exactly. Gotcha. They ain't got to be tearing the house. Oh, she already called me. Hey, they you got Miss Melissa have, number. They don't even have. They don't even have to know where the policy is. They know. Hey, she told the me name. to put her name under insurance. Okay, boom. Let me call. And out of ten people, maybe five of them changed their phone number. Hmm. But somebody in there is gonna have my number. How many people that sell life insurance you think that's actually that proactive? That in a perfect world, I want to say everybody. <laughs> now you know. But you know, you gotta think about the things that could happen. And when I heard that number, I was like, over a billion dollars didn't get paid out. And then I sit down at somebody across mm, the kitchen mm-mm. table, and I say, Gary. Um, this is going to cost you X, Y, Z. And you tell me, well, I can't afford this one. I'm going to take the other one. Mm. You know what that tells me? That tells me you work hard for your money. Mm. What that tells me is I'm going to make sure that this money you could be doing anything with, Mm. I'm going to make sure that you get the benefit of it, your family gets the benefit of it. So I got to do everything I can to make sure that, God forbid, anything happens to you, I got people I can hunt down. Right, exactly. Because <laughs> those ten numbers are in that file. I'm a hey, hey, is this so and so? Is this those so-and-so? are also referrals too? It could be, but it I could mean, turn I, to a referral, man. Yeah. She did right by grandma, man. We going with Melissa. Yeah, right. But you know what? You got to look at the whole picture. How do I help this family? And you see what you started to call the mm-hmm. protecting your family as like if they were my own. Yeah. Right. You you really live by that. I hear too many times people say, or I've walked into a home and they say, hey, so-and-so passed away seven years ago and we never heard. Now I'm trying to do work, trying to find out where this policy is. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not even the agent, so, you know. But like had somebody taken the time and been really thorough with this Mm -hmm. family, boom, that should have been done. That's why I say it It just be about the bread. It don't really be about the education part of it. And I don't know if someone's, telling these insurance agents the vibe like this and just go after the money and not educate black people because for a long time they've been doing a lot of stuff to keep us right where they want us and like when you go to school and learn this stuff you're flabbergasted you sitting there like are you serious like even with the um the suicide before life insurance would pay suicides now they do mm-hmm. years ago they would never pay for somebody killing themselves now they they pay it like like it's nothing well, you know what? I'm glad you brought that up. And I'm going to touch on a few things that a policy will not pay for. Mm. One is if you ever do a policy, if you lied on that policy. Right, right, right. They, and they find out, mm-hmm. they're not going to pay out. Mm-hmm. So I always tell my clients, listen, tell me any questions that I ask. On just be honest with me. Right. Because if you're honest, I promise you I I can find somewhere to get you good coverage. Mm -hmm. So sometimes people are not, they'll withhold information because they want to make, yeah. But like that, I don't want you to be paying for this for six months and then God forbid something happened, the company won't pay out. Yeah. So be honest with me. That's number one. Don't lie on the application. Number two, in the first two years, companies won't pay for suicide. Right. Nine times out of ten, they're not going to pay for suicide. Right, right, right. Um, after the two years, a lot of right. them will, but some of them still won't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even so, though it's in the insurance laws, the books and all? So you have to check and make sure that that policy, the terms and condition of that policy. Mm. And then number three is if I go out and I rob a bank right. and I get killed, Mm-hmm. While I'm in the commission of committing a crime, they're not going to pay. Right. So those are the three reasons. Because people ask me, well, why wouldn't they pay? So it got little stipulations to it. Right, right, right. Yeah, and we learned a lot of that, um, a lot of those things in class, Mm -hmm. um, as well as when you have to do the the refresher courses, when you have to go on there and do it all over again. When you have to go in there and do it all over again, you got to do those refreshing courses, so it's a little bit difficult. Yeah. Right, so... But it's some good information, just staying on top of what you need to know and being able to educate people about it. Right, what would you you tell a grandmother or a mom that has a child that's in the streets, that's doing wrong, 
what type of policy would you give that parent or what type of policy should they seek? <laughs> if they know the kid is out there wilding in the streets and, and shooting and carrying on, like, how do you talk to that parent? Like, do you prepare them sometimes? Like, hey, you know this ain't gonna end up well if he keep going down this route, so you need to type of, have this type of policy or something on him. In all honesty, happen, I would but. probably tell them, I don't tell people what they need. Mm -hmm. They have to tell me what they need. Right. So if grandma comes to me and say, hey, I got a son, grandson, granddaughter, whatever. Mm -hmm. She tells me what her need is, what her concern is. Right. Then from there, we work together. Mm -hmm. I'm always going to make sure that number one, it fits into her budget. Right. Because a lot of times people are on a fixed budget mm -hmm. I don't want grandma out of fear oh my gosh let me go spend all of my my social security money on XYZ policy mm -hmm. no you still need to live so find that balance between what's comfortable for your budget but so you have something you're not leaving a financial burden Right. because if you do nothing God forbid that person pass away you looking around for ten thousand dollars just to bury the person mm -hmm. and when somebody passes away when somebody dies that's not the time you want to be sitting there right. trying to figure out what happened around yeah. right. you mourning right yeah. now so you know i'll tell the person like hey look for get something and this is what i say to everybody get mm -hmm. something that's comfortable for your budget right like i would love to make a million dollar sale but not not if it's not comfortable for you right you know and um, let me ask you a question. Um, do you think people will be able to afford health, I'm sorry, life insurance for their family and the kids if it was two incomes in the house or it'll still probably be the same way? Sometimes two incomes means twice as much bills. It's all about responsibility, mm -hmm. discipline, priority. Right. You know, so it's really what's important to you. I mean, two incomes, we'd always think that that's better, mm -hmm. but sometimes you could be married to somebody and they're a big spender, right. and you end up having less money at the end of the month compared to if it was one person and they're super disciplined. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if two incomes always makes a difference. I right. think it's more so, it is that person disciplined and do they see the value in this? Hmm. But it is, everyone knows, it's definitely important to have life insurance um to pay it on time because if you have a lapse in payment mm -hmm. that can also drop your insurance policy right. just from missing a payment or being late on a payment and is there any things put in place that people could have like it can they pay ahead or is there something they could do to cover them just in case they might not have all of the money this month well, one thing I would say is definitely have a good agent. Right. So let's say I've had clients who will call me and say, hey, as a matter of fact, I had somebody call me yesterday. He's mm. in Texas. And he's like, hey, Melissa, this is due and this, that, da, 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 da. Check on these policies for me. Okay, no problem. So that's my job as an agent. Right. To make sure everything stays smooth. Now, I can't make the companies go outside of their guidelines. Mm -hmm. But one thing is, if there's ever an issue with the policy, the companies contact me. Right. They contact that family. And then you can also put what's called a secondary addressee. Mm -hmm. Means that, let's say, if the policy is for grandma, grandma can list her daughter. Right. So you have a few things in place. And then if it comes where you can't make that payment by a certain date, Call your agent and say, hey, can you have them switch the date to such and such? Mm -hmm. And sometimes they can do that. I can't say all the times, right. but sometimes they can do that. But And then with the companies, all companies give a grace period, mm -hmm. you know? So what I would say is not don't treat it like a, um, a bill collector. You right. know how we like to hide from the bill collector? Fucking right. phone calls. <laughs> no. Don't treat it like a bill collector and avoid it. Like call them and say, hey, what can I do? Because they will, they will sometimes be able to extend stuff mm -hmm. and keep it in place. Right. So that's what I would say. Just stay in communication with your agent. You know. Mm hmm Yeah, you definitely gotta do that. And let me ask you this: um, since you have started, do you 
personally, do you think that you've changed the mindset and how people think, at least with your clients, on how they perceive or look at life insurance? And do you think they'll be able to share this with their family and they'll keep it going for generations? Like, do you think you didn't put that much into them and taught them that much that they'll keep it going? Absolutely. I kind of think that, like, when I said that I love people, mm. I'm such a people person. I always want to educate people. I actually teach some of our agents, mm. and I do that on my own downtime. Yeah. So that is my right. goal, to teach people how to treat other people. And I do it with all my clients. I want to teach them, hey, this is how your plan is going to work. When I come and sit with somebody, I'm not just saying, do this, do that, do that. I'm like, hey, let's get out your policy. Let's look it over. This is what you need to look for. Every year around this time, this is what the company is going to send you. Mm -hmm. This is what you need to pay attention to. These numbers here. Call me if anything. Right. So am I educating them? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Because like at the end of the day, it is their life. Right. You know, and my job, I feel like, is to educate them. And I've had a lot of clients that, like, I do free consultations all the time. Mm -hmm. But I've had clients, I went to see a lady yesterday, and honestly, and a grandma, and she had, I think, at least two policies for her and three for her husband. Mm -hmm. And believe it or not, Gary, all of those policies, great. Mm -hmm. I would have loved to have been like, hey, I can do better. Right. But you know what? What she had was great. So I told her and I just looked it over, reviewed it, made sure everything that I would have done mm -hmm. was on it. Did I get paid anything for that? No. But you know what? I got a hug. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, but this is my thing. I want to make sure that everybody I sit with, they understand what they have mm -hmm. and they see the value in it. Right. So I was super proud of her, you know, that she had everything in place. She took that burden away from her family, and she was like, oh, my daughter's got to get it. I'm going to have my daughter call you. Right. You know, now if the daughter does, great. Right. But I did my job to mm -hmm. make sure that she is well-informed. And I told her, listen, don't let anybody come in here and change this because what you have is perfect. Right. You know, and a lot of agents won't do that. Mm. You know, they'll be like, oh, let's, we could do this different. Sometimes people are in it just for the money. I think a lot of times. Well, you know what, at the end of the day, you have Especially when they come through the yeah. black community. I think they just in for the money. I don't know if they rushing to get out of there because they don't want nothing to happen or they going to get robbed. <laughs> you never know why, but they, they, they stick and move real fast. They don't hang out too much around us. I think sometimes it's all in what you put your value in mm -hmm. and I don't want to turn this into anything religious right, right, right. but if you serve the dollar that's what you're working for right if you serve something different if you serve God you're gonna do right by people mm -hmm. so that's where I come from and in all my years God has never left me hungry right. you know like I can always find something or go to a friend or neighbor or somebody right. and I'm good let my yeah. listeners know if they have a loved one, a grandmother, a brother, a sister dealing with um, HIV, they dealing with cancer, they dealing with a number of ailments um, about viatical settlements and things that they can do that they can go and live their best life until that day comes. Um, tell me that question one more time. Do you know anything about viatical settlements? Like when um, a person is terminally ill, they're able to cash out okay. a portion okay. of their money like a mm -hmm. nice portion of their yeah. money and go live okay. you know go live vacation or what have mm -hmm. you before they actually pass away yeah but a lot of people don't know they they can do that with a policy so i guess it's different names for it mm -hmm. um the term that we normally use that's a little easier to remember is mm -hmm. called living benefits right and that's similar to uh, similar to that okay. or if not the same thing so I'll give you a perfect example. Um, and this is one that I share with people because it's close to me. My mom passed away, I think about 20, 20 something years ago. And she was a nurse, mm -hmm. go to work every day. And I hate to tell this story on a Friday because it was actually on a Friday. She went to work. Sorry for you. Hey, no, 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 it's, it's okay. Listen, as long as she's not suffering, I'm good. Mm -hmm. So she went to work that day, came home that evening, started hemorrhaging, didn't know what was wrong. So she's like, I'm bleeding, I shouldn't be. She went back to the hospital. They did emergency surgery that night. 
the next morning which was Saturday they're like hey you got three months to live you got cancer so my mom had a policy my mom and my dad had a policy that only paid out when you died right so that means for those seven months she actually lived for seven months mm. those seven months she couldn't work because she was and sick that money stopped right so it went from two incomes in the household down to one and because she's ill there's a bunch of extra expenses mm -hmm. and the bills didn't go anywhere if anything here's the mortgage company saying hey we need this mortgage paid if right. not you're going into foreclosure who needs that while they're terminal right. so if we had had plans like we have today and it had what you're talking about where if the person becomes ill, it can't be something simple like you got caught a cold, mm -hmm. you gotta be something serious, right. that plan would have actually paid out. Right. So like, let's say, God forbid, if my mom had a, let's say $100,000 policy, mm -hmm. and she got sick, it would have paid her out maybe 75,000, right. maybe 90,000. She could have taken that money, she could have gone on a cruise, she right. could have paid for whatever needed to be paid, she could have paid her monthly bills, whatever, but for that time, that would have alleviated a lot of stress. Right, but nobody knows about those things sitting so, there. They don't know about these words. And listen, I try to tell people as much as I can, mm -hmm. you know, and whether it's um, doing an event somewhere, going to school, talking to people one at a time, like whatever it takes, I try to share that information with people. And like I said, sometimes people think you're trying to sell them, but at the end of the day, it's, how do you protect your family? Mm -hmm. You know, like I say, you never know what you need until you need it. It yeah. come up, and now they got cancer, and you don't have nothing going on. That life insurance policy that they've been paying up on for mm -hmm. 40, 50 years—that it has money in there. It has yeah. value, cash mm -hmm. value. Yeah. People are like, what's cash value? Nobody's telling them these things. And one of the things that I love is a lot of these plans, and it depends on if the persons, of course, their health and stuff. Right. A lot of the plans, they can get day one coverage, mm -hmm. which means they sign that application today, boom, they die tonight, their family's covered. Right. So that I love. Um, two of the what things- What that, that immediate, um, immediate, not surrender, immediate something, I think of later. So, um, one of the things that I see, two of the things that I see that people is a concern for people mm -hmm. is one, their health. And they'll think, oh my gosh, I got this illness, I got that illness, whatever. Sometimes I meet people, they have HIV or whatever it might be. And they think their rates are going to be higher or they won't be able to get coverage. Mm -hmm. And I'm able to like get people coverage. That's not Still. an issue. Absolutely. So why, where do they get this thing from? Where is the stigma because come from? Because I think because in the day, let's, it, even if you went back um, 1980s and people okay. had HIV, yeah. companies wouldn't touch them. Right. Nowadays, people are living with it. It still might be something where, you know, maybe um, this might be more expensive. But a lot of times, if whatever your condition is, if it's controlled, mm -hmm. Out of all the companies that I work with, because I don't just work with one. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, when I started, I worked with just one. And then when I realized, hey, this is like me coming to, let's say if I have a shoe store and you come into my shoe store and you say, hey, I need some sneakers. I'm going to play basketball. And I'm like, okay, I got you. I got sneakers. I got sandals. One I got shop. Yeah, but I got all these different types of shoes, but I only sell a size five. Mm. You're going to be like, what I'm gonna do with the five right. and I'm gonna be like okay come on Gary we could get your foot into it one size fit all that makes no sense <laughs> right so even though that one company is great it didn't cover everybody mm. and if I'm that agent for that one company putting your name I'm gonna try it. to put your foot in that size five right. and I felt like that wasn't fair for my clients right. so I started working with different companies so if somebody comes and they're in a nursing home they got HIV this one got diabetes, this one's in a wheelchair. I got you. I just might have to look at a different company mm -hmm. and maybe it's three companies that I could choose from and I'm gonna get you the best rate. Right. So that's one thing is people look and think because of whatever health condition they have, they're not gonna get a good rate. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing I can say, like that, that we can definitely work with. Another thing that I get is because a lot of times in the community, people think that because they've been in jail or something that they can't 
get a policy or there's some stipulations. And some of the companies, to be honest, some of the companies, they do ask those questions. But they can discriminate. They do ask those questions. Mm -hmm. But if you know how to work around some things, right. there's ways to get stuff done. Mm -hmm. And it's all legal. Right. So there's nobody that I can't take care of. I've had parents who have sick kids. And maybe the kid might not be able to get the best rate, mm. but I can work around that and make sure that that's covered and the parents actually end up better off. Right. So I would say any, whatever situation it is, like tell you about it. at least ask, at right. least, hey, Melissa, what do you think about this? And mm. I'm gonna be truthful, you know, but I, I can honestly say, I don't think there's ever been a case that I couldn't help the family. Right. So you've so. been able to pretty much help Everybody you've come in contact yeah. with, almost. You just have to sometimes know some little things to do to make sure that that family still gets protected. And mm -hmm. you look out for the people. Right. Now, where can my listeners find you at? Where, where are you located? You on Instagram, Facebook? So, um, I do have a website. Okay. And it is, it's the business name. It's faithfinancialllc.com. Mm -hmm. And that's faith, F-A-I-T-H, financial llc.com mm -hmm. so they can always go to the website um, also they can call me on the toll-free number which is 833-210-8744 and you can always get me if if for some reason I'm with a client or something just leave a message I'll get back with you and what areas do you do the Tri-County West Palm Beach Miami believe it or not Gary I work all across the US yeah and I got listeners I everywhere. Oh, I, I, work, see, yeah. <laughs> I work all across the U.S. Mm. Um, if I'm not in a particular state, I'm more so here in South Florida. Mm. I'll do some face-to-face -face appointments here. But I have clients, um, one that I'm working on today, who's right. in California. Mm. So I can do a lot over the phone and over the computer. So wherever if somebody is, as long as they're in the state mm -hmm. or visiting the state, I got him. <laughs> oh, y'all heard her. So you already know, no matter where you are, she'll be able to take care of you and every member of your family. And again, her slogan is protecting your family as if they were my own. And this has been another episode of Convicted Conversations. Don't let your past dictate your future. And this was an episode with Melissa Armani. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you so Appreciate much. Appreciate you it was for a coming pleasure. out.